Okay. How are we doing today? Did you get to say hello to somebody? Yeah? Um, let's open our Bibles. 1 John chapter 5, please. 1 John chapter 5. Incredible time that we live in. The things that are happening in this world. Uh, uh, and Chris prayed for the CareNet Harmony people and and uh, but there's battles that are taking place, big time battles. But looking, just thinking about that for a minute before we get going here is that uh, they say that between 60 and 65 million million lives have been taken through abortion since since uh, 1973. 65 million. That's a lot. That's just in our country alone. And now, you know, now we have, you know, this outcry over the world, you know, oh, what are they doing over there in America, you know, and we, you know, it's just insane. And what gets me, I think, the most is the militancy to, to take lives, to, to snuff out life. And, it, and, and we're, mil, we're militant about it. we want to kill those babies. I, I just, I can't, I can't fathom that. So we got to keep praying, and, and uh, we do support CareNet, and, and I'm glad that we do. And they just got a new facility, too, and I haven't had a chance to uh, uh, see the new place. Anyways, we got back... Uh, uh, late Friday night um, from California visiting family and and uh, I was thinking about this morning um, and yesterday you know you and I in our families you and I are the lights you and I are the lights they're not they're not seeing the light when they turn on the television and they look at their phones all day long but you and I uh, Maybe, you know, the saying, saying goes, you and I may be the only Bibles that some people will ever read. And so we have these opportunities with our families, and, and uh, we, we have to take them. It's not easy. It's not easy. I, and I, I know this, you know, to bring up, you know, a, a person's faith when that's the farthest thing from their minds. But, you know, you, you have to pray, and you have to pray for opportunities and, and I spe I'm speaking from personal experience here just on this very trip. And then you have to look for the opportunities. And then what? You have to take the opportunities. And it's scary. But you know what? When you do, it is so sweet. It is so sweet. And you just go, wow, what just happened? So I want to encourage you with your families, and I, you know it, it's not an easy thing, and and it's very personal. And and uh, anyways, First John chapter five, uh, basically the first five verses are really three parts. The first part, uh, he he spoke about being born again, and and you know that uh, we we talked about this a few weeks back that you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven, to see the kingdom of heaven, and, and, and before we, we have this new life come into us, we're, we're dead, we're, 
we have no hope, we, we are heading to hell. There's just no question about it. But after we have this experience and God brings this new life into our hearts, we, we are alive. It's like we've been found. It's like, you know, we were lost and now we're found. And I, I, don't, and I experienced that. I was so lost. And then all of a sudden, there's something different in my life through believing and receiving Jesus Christ. And, and the things that come out of it, you know, it's like your eyes are open, like the scales are now off your eyes, and you actually can see who Jesus really is. And you know that you know that he is the Savior, that he is the Son of God. He gives us direction. He gives us strength and freedom from, from sin. The second thing, and Patrick talked about this uh, last week, is love and obedience, you know, loving God and, and obeying him. And, and uh, this idea that what he asks us to do, his commands are not burdensome. They're not, he doesn't ask us to do anything that he doesn't give us the strength to do. Now today, part three, I want to talk about uh, being overcomers. And it's kind of a, an interesting subject because it's not, it's not, this isn't just like some kind of, uh, you know, uh, super confidence building mumbo jumbo, you know. This is, what, what I want to talk about today is what the truth of God's word says. And that's what we have to build our lives on, truthfully. Now, let me ask you this question. Do any of you ever read the end of the book first? Like you cheat? Or maybe it's this really long book and you just like, man, I, I, I got to find out what happens. I don't have time to finish this book. I don't have time to, to, to spend reading this book. And so you, you jump ahead and, and, and you see what's going on there. Or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there's a, your, your favorite sports team, right? And, and they've got this big game coming up, but you, you know, you can't watch it. You've got to be at church. No. <laughs> but you can't, for some reason or another, you can't watch the game. And so you, you know, you DVR it, you tape it, whatever you're going to do, and then you're going to watch it later. But you hear that your team won the game. And so, I mean, how, have you ever, how many of you ever go back and watch a game after it's happened? And you've taped it, and, and, and maybe, maybe it's a race, or maybe it's some kind of a other sport. And so you, but you already know who won, right? Now, when you're watching that, that game, you know, it, it's like you have a different perspective because you already know who won that game. You already know who won that race. And you see... You know, someone, I read someone pointed this out. You know, you're watching it, and let's say your team, you know, does something really stupid, really bad. Now, if you didn't know who won, you might say, oh, man, I give up. This is it, you know. There, go my, there goes my, you know, team again. There go the Patriots. There goes the Red Sox, whatever. But since you know that they have won this particular game, you go, you know what? It's bad, but it's okay. It's bad what they just did, but it's going to be, it's, it's okay. It's going to turn out some way, somehow. I don't know how, but it's going to turn out. This is what I, this is what I, the point I want to make this morning is that this is our, our situation. The reason I say that is this verse here, 
And this is, I think, the, the verse that uh, we want to start with, we want to finish with. Jesus in John 16, 33, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart or be courageous, the actual word says. I have overcome the world. He says, I have overcome the world. In the world, in this world, you're going to have trouble. And that word means pressure. It means, uh, you know, this, this overwhelming kind of pressure that, that, that we have in, in our world and in our personal lives. If, but he says, don't let that destroy you. In fact, in me, you can have peace in the middle of all that trouble. Why? Because I have overcome the world, Jesus said. We already know the ending. We already know what's going to happen. We, we've read the, the last chapter, and we see kind of how it all, you know, ends up. When Jesus said that word, uh, I have overcome the word, the tense of it, uh, I read this definition. It said it describes an action which is viewed as having been completed in the past, once and for all, and needing, not needing to be repeated. He said, I have overcome the world. It's done. He doesn't have to step in and overcome the world again and again and again. He's already done it. You see, so for us to know that, and, and that's where we get peace in this world, in the middle of all the trouble that we face in this life, unless you never face any trouble. I would love that, you know. Become a Christian, no more trouble. Step one, step two. Wouldn't that be nice? That would just be wonderful. No more cancer, no more, you know, heart attack, no more stroke, no more nothing. No more having to pay the rent, no more. You know, we were on the plane and we, you know, watched the HGTV or whatever, and it, it, there was a show, and it's ridiculous, but it's about this guy who helps the people who hit the lottery to go now buy this, you know, big expensive house or whatever. But I'm looking at that going like, your life is ruined. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's all about the money. It's all about the place. It's all about, you know, being on this show now and everything. I'm going, this is sick. This is really sick. They're glorifying this thing. Their problems are all over? No. We haven't even got to the verse yet here, have we? But, but this verse is a good one. We could just go on that one again, right? Because that's a good one. I think we should have this memorized. You know, in me, in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. What do you want, trouble or peace? We're going to have the trouble for sure, but can we have the peace in the middle of the trouble? Why? Because we know that Jesus has overcome. He has made the victory. Let's look at verses 4 and 5, okay? He says, For everyone born of God, John says, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Everyone born of God, and, and, and like I said, our first 
uh, in verse 1, we talked about being born of God and being born again. And this is also uh, in that same tense that Jesus used in John 16, 33. It's something that is complete. It's, it's once and for all. It doesn't need to be repeated. You don't get born again many, many times. You get born again once. But because of that, there are things that have taken place. And because of that, there are things that we have. And here he says, everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Now, uh, you know, let's be honest here uh, about ourselves and about our walk in this life. And, 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 okay, we can understand Jesus has overcome the world. We can we can we totally get that but now he's saying here that everyone that's born of god is overcoming the world it's actually in the present tense here is overcoming the world it's something that's taking place the truth is you know we're we're, we're in this battle and and because of because of who we are because we have been born again because we have this new life in us that that things have changed but to kind of bring that into our, our hearts and minds and lives, that's the, that's the secret. You see, we, we know the end. We're going to heaven. I'm going to heaven no matter what. But to overcome, he says, it, it starts where? It starts being born of God. Everyone born of God is overcoming the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our, our faith. So it's, it's this ongoing thing it's continual there's there's a fight there's a battle that's taking place this word of overcoming it means to to conquer it means to be victorious in this world that we're talking about here he says that we're overcoming the world it it, it it's basically we've talked about this because john uses this term a lot it, it's the the world system and, and all that is against God, all that is fighting against him. And, and uh, Patrick talked about this quite a while ago. And in chapter 2, he talks about, you know, the lust of the flesh, the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, these, these kinds of things that, that are a part of this world. So he says those who are born of God are overcoming the world. Well, how do we do that? And is it always true? And, and if it happens that we stumble and fall, does that mean that, you know, our destiny has changed? You know, the final chapter is, well, we're going to have to, I'm going to, oh, you did that. I'm going to have to rewrite that chapter for you. No, no, more, no more heaven for you. Is that, is that the way God operates? No. Definitely not. So, so there's this kind of this concept of, of positional truth and experiential truth where our position is secure. We are in Christ. We've been born again. Jesus has overcome the world. And through him, now we're living in this world and, and the, this experience of, of it. Someone said this, the battle has been decided even if it is not yet over. And by faith, Christians participate in this victory. The NLT translates that verse 4. He says, For every 
child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. Every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. So how do we do it? You know, how do we, how are we walking that way? And again, this isn't, this isn't just some, you know, uh, motivational speech. This is the truth of what God's word says. He says it right here. He says, how do we do that? What is the victory? He said, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It's the faith that we have. It's, it's our trust in our God and our trust in Jesus Christ. Now, I'll point this out to you again, the, this word victory and this word overcoming. Anybody, anybody remember what, what the Greek word is for that? Give me a chance to get a, a drink here. I'll, I'll give you a clue. It has something to do with a tennis shoe. Nikeo is the, is the word for overcoming, and, and the word victory is Nike, N-I-K-E, okay? I think they had a, a little swoosh in the Bible there, I think, maybe. So this is the victory. This is the victory that defeats the world. It's our faith. It's our trust in Jesus Christ. And, and, and so we have that point in time where we trust Jesus Christ to save us, right? It's that initial faith that we, that we have in him. But then it's an ongoing faith as well, isn't it? So we are born again. We're in the family of God. But we're also walking and, and trusting and, and putting our faith in him. Now, faith, faith, uh, uh, faith always has an object, right? You have to have faith in something. It's not just faith. Oh, I got faith. Well, what does that mean? I got faith in what? You know, faith in something. And, and true faith always has an object. And, and, but some of the things that, that we see in our world, in our life about faith is, you know, we have, we have faith. I have faith in myself. Good luck with that. You know, it's not faith in my ability. It's not faith in my performance. I've already been talking about that. Well, you know, we don't always do the right thing. We blow it. We do make mistakes. We do stumble and fall in the middle of all that. So does that mean we've lost the victory? So it's not, but it's not faith in my performance. It's not as, as I've seen preachers talking about faith and it's like you have faith in your faith. What good is that? It, it has to be faith in Jesus Christ. It has to be faith in the one who says, I have overcome the world. That's where we're going to have the peace. That's where we're in the middle of all the trouble and the pressure and, and the things of this life. Faith in the one who has overcome the world. Faith in Jesus Christ. That, that's what's going to get us to this place of being overcomers. In Romans chapter 8, Paul talks about a lot of trials and a lot of troubles and, and that. But in verse 37, he says this. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. And the, the word is hyper Nike or hyper Nikeo. 
We are more super conquerors. How? Because I, you know, I'm, I can do it. No, he says, through him who loved us. It's got to be through Jesus Christ. It's only in him that we can have any kind of overcome, overcoming in this life. Charles Spurgeon talked about this idea of conquerors, and, and uh, he, he, he was talking about, you know, world conquerors. And in our, in our, you know, even in the history of uh, our own lives, but looking at back in the history of the, of, of the planet, you know, there have been these people, these men mostly, who, you know, they were world conquerors, and that was their whole thing, is to conquer the world and to, and to you know, make it theirs. I guess a guy, you know, like Alexander the Great, uh, he talked about. But when I was thinking about that, really, what was it that brought him to that place of, of wanting to conquer the world? It was this pride, wasn't it? That's what they want, it's pride. And that's what, that's what chapter 2 talked about, you know, the pride of life, the pride of life at the heart of it. Actually, the... the Becoming a conqueror is actually the opposite. It's where we surrender to Jesus Christ. These people are surrendering to the world and the plans of the world and, and being on top and being in charge and being over everybody. Jesus turned it all upside down, didn't he? He said, the greatest of you are what? is what? The servant of all. Look at verse 5 again. He says, who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. He says, this is the victory that's overcome the world, even our faith, even our trusting in him. And trusting in who? Believing what? That Jesus is the Son of God. The New Living Translation says, who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You see, this is the one, again, the one who has overcome the world. That's the only way you and I are going to get anywhere is by trusting in Him, believing in Him, that, that He is the Son of God, that He is God the Son, that He has all power, that He has overcome the world. You see, we've seen the end. Now, you and I, as Christians, we have battles we have battles really on three fronts, right? We battle the world, we battle the flesh, our own flesh, and we battle the devil. It's, it's, it's like this ongoing thing that, that is always taking place. But, but knowing that, that Jesus on the cross has defeated all three, that should make a difference in our lives. And again, this isn't just some you know, motivational thing. This is what God's Word is saying, that we have the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, through Him who loved us. Even though we don't always experience it, even though we don't always do the right thing. Sometimes I find this to be true also. Even when we do do the right thing, what happens? We get proud. Wow, I, I did well there. 
It's a battle that is ongoing, continual. But Jesus has overcome the world, and so we trust in him. In Colossians, it says that he disarmed the principalities and the powers, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. Hebrews chapter 2, through death, Jesus destroyed him, took, took away all the power of him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. So do you think the devil wants you to know that you are on the winning team, that you are on the winning side, that, you, you know, that no matter what happens, that you are, you are on the victory side? He doesn't really want you to know that. He, it's the father of lies. He really doesn't want us to know this truth. 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about uh, sin and death. And, and really those are, you know, the, the things you and I, you know, it's not death and taxes, it's sin and death that we face. Because our sin, you know, separates us from God and, and death is forever and ever. But, but it says in 1 Corinthians 15 that he has, God has a completely different plan. And he says this, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God, he's given us the victory over sin and over death. David Guzik said, we overcome primarily because of who we are in Christ, not because of what we do. We over be, overcome because we are born of God. We are born of God. This is the truth of God's word, that in Christ alone, you and I, as believers, we have won. We have won. Now, this idea of overcoming now, you know, we are winning. Even when we have setbacks, even when, you know, we fumble the ball, even in the middle of the game, we, we, we blow it. But we already know what the end is. And the end is that you and I are going to heaven, that, that he loved us so much, he gave his life for us, and we surrendered to him. We, we gave everything that we had to him. I, I want to kind of finish this uh, message up. If you'll turn with me to Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 2, there are seven times. You know, they say seven is the number of completion, but I, I think it's way more than seven, but... In, in the book of Revelation, seven times he talks, about, he talks about those who overcome. Those who are overcomers and what will happen. And, and I want to reiterate, this isn't something, and I, and I used to read this like this, you know. Well, I got to do really good and I got to overcome if this is going to happen. We overcome through Jesus Christ. That's, that's the bottom line of it all. But to those who overcome, he says it seven different times. Look, look at verse 7. Some of the things that, that come out of this, that come to us. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. We're in the last book now. We're reading, we're reading the end of the story, and he's telling, he's telling us this is what we're going to have. Look at verse 11. He says it again. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says of the churches. He who overcomes 
will not be hurt at all by the second death. We will not be hurt at all by the second death. We will live forever and ever and ever. But those that do not believe in Jesus Christ, the second death is the end. It's separation from God forever and into eternity. Look at verse 17. He says it again. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says of the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. Well, wow, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? The hidden manna, the manna was this, you know, the, 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 the bread of God that God sent down to the people of Israel. But he's got some for us, and then he's got a new name, only it's kind of like a nickname that he's got for you. I don't know what it is. I don't know what mine's going to be. But he's got this special name, this, this kind of name of love and caring. Look at verse 26 again. To him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. There's going to be some kind of a, a, a place for us. Chapter 3, verse 5, almost done here. He who overcomes will, like them, be dressed in white, and I will never blot out his name from the book of life but will acknowledge his name before my Father and his angels. Let, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Safe and secure. And again, understanding this is, this is through what Jesus did, not by what you and I do. Verse 12, chapter 3. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never, never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I, I will also write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And finally, in verse 21, he says this, To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I overcame, see the connection here? Just as I overcame, Jesus says, and sat down with my Father on his, home, on his throne, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. all those benefits, all those things that he has planned for us. That This is at the end of the book. This is the end of the story. You can read about the New Jerusalem in chapters 20 and 21. Go to the end of the book and, and read about it there, and you see what, what he's got, got prepared for us. No more sorrow, no more tears, no more death, no more sin, nothing like that in the place that he has. But back to the beginning, we, we have to make sure that we know him and that we do trust in him, that we are born again. In the book of Acts, there were some Jews. It says they went around driving out evil spirits. They were fighting against the evil spirits. And it says they tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. There were seven of them that were doing this. 
But one day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. It's for you and I to overcome, we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it because of someone else's faith. It's, it's you and I knowing Jesus Christ, loving him, developing a relationship with him every single day. Not something that happened to us 20 years ago. Today I'm walking with Jesus. I remember hearing a song once and he says, you know, I spoke to him this morning. Someone that you and I have a relationship that, that we know him and, and we know what, what he's prepared for us. Jesus said, I, I go to prepare a place for you. We know what the end is. It's, it, it, it's, it's the middle part that we have to struggle with. You know, you've, you've heard people say, you know, when they, you look on the tombstone, it has, you know, the date the person's born and then the date that the person dies. Well, it's the dash in the middle that's not always so easy and it gets kind of messy sometimes and, and difficult sometimes. But, but knowing what happens at the end because of who we are in Jesus Christ, that's where we can have peace. Because Jesus says that he has overcome the world. Amen? Amen? Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to be the savior of the world. And, and so many in this room and many that are listening have made that decision to surrender to the cross of Jesus Christ. And because of it, our, our, our future is secure. Because of it, our 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 home in heaven is prepared, it's ready, it's waiting. And though we stumble and fall sometimes, though we do the right thing sometimes, uh, our, our path is a path to heaven, and we're going home to heaven. Dear Jesus, uh, we thank you that you give us the strength to fight this good fight. Paul says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, and there is now laid up for me a crown in heaven. Help us, Lord, to remember that, that our strength is only from you, and only in you, and only by what you did. But we are on the winning side, and we are overcomers in this life. Strengthen us, help us. Father, give one last opportunity as well to any who, who never made that decision. Maybe you, are, you know that you need Jesus in your life. You, you know you're lost. You know you need that, that life within you. You can pray. Simply pray and surrender and say, I, I open my heart to you today. I need you. I, I pray you'd help and come into my life and save me today. In Jesus' name, amen. And let's stand and sing together, please.